0: it
1: can't go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on February the 26th, 2010. For the newcomers to the show, you should look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com website. Scroll down, bookmark all the other sites I have there listed. And when the big ones go down in the future, you can always download the latest shows by going into these sites, these alternate sites. Plus, if you find sticking on download in the com, try one of the other ones, because everyone tends to go into the com at the same time, and there's thousands do it, and it just, I think it jams up. Now, there's cutting through the matrix.com, there's .NETs, uh, there's cutting through the matrix.us, cutting through the matrix.ca, there's also Alan Watt cutting through the matrix.ca, and there's cuttingthrough.sejectness.com, very, very good site, that's always up there, even when some of the big ones go down. And there is Alan Watts sent sentinel.eu, which is the European site, has a lot of transcripts for downloads uh, in various languages of Europe and the talks I've given, plus it has a full range of audios as well to listen to. Now, you bring me to you, you're the listeners, you're the audience. I don't go the way of most hosts. So I could certainly do it if I had all the offers, and it would be very lucrative too. And that is by having uh, the advertisers come on, on your show, etc., and having them on as guests, you'd actually get paid for that. But um, I don't do it that way. The ads you hear on this show go right to the, the station, RBN, for the broadcast to pay for their, their board ops and their equipment and their transmission of the show through satellite and so on and to pay their bills. So it's up to you to keep me going. Uh, it gives me a free hand doing it this way, as I say. Uh, it's up to you to keep me going, and you can do so by buying the things I have for sale at cuttingthroughthematrix.com You can use personal check from the U.S. to Canada. You can also use international postal money order from your post office from the U.S. to Canada. And remember, it's international. Don't walk out with the green one. That's internal only. And you can also use MoneyGram, Western Union, Cash. Some people just send cash. And the same outside uh, the the Americas. You can use Western Union, MoneyGram, Cash, or PayPal. Now, the PayPal says donate, but you can donate and purchase as well. Just send a separate email along with the PayPal donation. Send a separate email with your order. For those that get the disk burned and passed to them, who don't use computers but can be given to them, You can get in touch with me at Alan Watt, Site 41, Box 4, Esther, E-S-T-A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. Postal code is P for Peter, 3E for Elizabeth, 4N for Nora, 1P, 3E, 4N, 1. And that will get to me. I've talked about this big system of uh, what's called really socialism. All big movements tend to move into socialism eventually, and it's backed by the bankers who prefer a socialist uh, society because it's much more well-organized for them, especially the international money lenders, because it's far better to have governments demand money from the citizens to pay back to the money lenders than the money lenders basically loaning out money individually to millions of people. They could never collect at all, but they do it this way through taxes, taxations, and that's why they favour and promoted from, for over a hundred years, the introduction of world socialism. A socialist society is a managed society from birth to cradle to grave, this is what they used to say. Cradle to grave, where experts run by the government and agencies will run your life, including what you'll do, what you'll work at, and so on. In other words, A new Soviet system on steroids. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Talking about socialism basically and its many branches because the Fabian Society have hundreds of branches across the world, have had for a, a hundred years or so, over a hundred years in fact. And many of the politicians who are in power today and those behind them and lots of their bureaucrats too are members of the Fabian Society. As far as I can see, it's really a branch, a specialized branch of the Royal Institute for International Affairs which also has many, many other specialized branches into this globalized world system, the socialist system, a controlled society, planned society, uh, the the so-called free uh, flow of goods through free trade, as they call it, which is restricted trade. It's only the big boys, international corporations, who can apply for free trade. And also the free flow of labor, supposedly, which we know at the moment is, is way overdone because most of the immigrants flooding into different parts of Europe are not really there to uh, because they're needed for work. They're they're really going there because it's the last place on earth where they can get welfare system and sometimes treatment as well through for a health service, which is also crashing their health services. That's also to, to destroy the existing cultures, and that was admitted by uh, Tony Blair's uh, uh, right-hand man, and I read the article from the mainstream newspaper from Britain where Blair had ordered to open the floodgates wide to completely destroy the British way of life forever. And it's pretty well been accomplished. Uh, it's, I have nothing to do, it's nothing to do with colors, uh, groups or whatever. You've to understand this is a, a warfare tactic that's been used on peoples across the whole of Europe. And there's also wars going across the world where a lot of these people are coming from. That's always standard. People flee from these countries, especially when they know it's going to be a, a long-haul war. These wars now are lasting 20-odd years. Remember, uh, what we're seeing in Iraq right now is a continuation of uh, Gulf War I going on for many, many, many years. And uh, the, this is called perpetual war, perpetual warfare technique. And I've read articles from even the U.S. military about this and how they do it and how they're going to keep doing it until everyone is standardized under a common culture. The culture really is socialist. And as you, we're all playing ourselves and thinking we're having the time of our lives, for those that are young, I should say, uh, you have no idea of the system they're coming in. Because once, once they have got what they want, believe you me, all your rights, privileges, and your fun will be taken away from you. See, control freaks can't stand people really having fun They also use that as a weapon against you at the moment They've been doing that since the 1950s onwards, really And speeding up To destroy society Because to conquer, as many of the top socialists have said Even in the 1800s You have to totally degrade the societies And then you come in to control them Now, part of the Fabian system was depopulation It also was the abolition of private property and all property would be in the hands of the state. We have the strange deal of public-private partnerships. That's that's the socialist way of having the means of of, uh, production. They also have the means of distribution that will come with rationing and so on for the new world order. And I've got articles here from the UN explaining this new world order. As I see, the abolition of private property and even land itself is to be taken over by governments. So they're using global warming, and land degradation, or anything they can dream up is being used now and implemented. A war has been going on on a huge scale, financed by the biggest bankers on the planet and the biggest foundations, which they run, with uh, hundreds of think tanks working for over a 100 years with organizations and NGOs implementing, drafting, all this legalese, uh, bureaucrat-speak, uh, for us all, and it's all been presented to governments, and they're signing them in automatically as we live. But part of it also was to do with the depopulation program, and as Julian Huxley himself said, who worked for the United Nations for UNESCO, he said, uh, We've got to take human beings off their pedestal as basically the, the most advanced creation and basically dehumanize them, put them down to the level of the animals with no more rights or specialities about them. And that's happened in many different w- ways, until we accept things like organ um, harvesting from fetuses and uh, uh, putting fetuses in blenders for makeup and lipstick and all that stuff, and uh, horrible stuff like that. We, we all know this stuff, those who listen to this show, you've heard it all before and I've read from the mainstream, I don't guess at this stuff, and I don't use conspiracy sites, you don't have to. It's interesting, H.E. Wells called uh, the organization that he worked for and his plan of global global conquest, he called it uh, The Open Conspiracy. And he wrote, up, he wrote about that in one of his books called The Open Conspiracy. You should read it yourselves. He says it's all there for those that want to find it. We always publish what we do and what we plan. But as he well knew, most folk, uh, it's, there's nothing exciting in it. There's no sex and violence and, and, and the chase and the thrills. So it's just dry, and boring, uh, bureaucratic reading. But you can still find these books in the libraries. Now, other, other part of it, too, was depopulation by what they call the death rate, increasing the death rate, not just the birth rate, increasing the death rate. So you decrease birth, birth rate, increase death rate of those who are alive through various means and cancers, and etc., cetera, etc., cetera, were one of the things that they talked about 50 years ago. We all see how it's been introduced. We know it's going rampant, and everybody's just stunned at the bottom level of science as to what's happening, and apparently it's no big deal, it's no crisis. Even the one in two is supposed to die of cancer now. They know what's doing it because there's a higher level of science. Just like you have um, an FBI, you've got a CIA way above them, and organizations even above them. So... Euthanasia was also discussed, and of course we know that George Bernard Shaw gave the talk back in the early 20s about um, uh, if you want to live, you must work, basically, and you must come to us, meaning those who will rule the socialist governments, the Fabians, and he said uh, you must justify your existence, why we should allow you to live. So you'll only be allowed to live if you serve their system. And they need you to serve the system, otherwise we'll kill you. He also, and you can hear that little talk he gave on the Soviet story. Excellent, excellent documentary to see. Uh, it shows you what you're in for. And they're using all those methods, but uh, they've also got more advanced, improved methods because you see they wanted to kill you more humanely. In other words, uh, you wouldn't know what was killing you. They don't have to shoot you in the back of the head anymore. Uh, they can put it into your inoculations and your food which was also discussed, but George Bernard Shaw also uh, asked the scientists of the world, especially Britain, to come up with a gas that could painlessly kill uh, the unwanted and and unwashed masses, basically, those that they didn't need. They would kill them in a humane fashion, painless, you know. Well, we know who took up that idea. So don't blame uh, Germany for everything. They got all their ideas from Britain. Here's an article here from the Mail Online. It says, Euthanasia by the back door. Fears over compassion loophole in new assisted suicide guidelines. 25th of February, 2010. New guidelines on assisted suicide could usher in euthanasia through the back door and will increase the risk to the seriously ill and disabled. It was claimed yesterday. Well, that's why it's there. That's why they're putting it in, actually. Critics immediately attacked the updated approach to people who help others to die, unveiled this morning, unveiled this morning by the director of public prosecutions, Kier Starmer. The final guidelines shift the focus from the victim's health to the suspect's motivation, making clear anyone acting out of compassion would be unlikely to face prosecution. While well, they had an organisation, you know, in Germany from the Department of uh, of hygiene, they called it, uh, that was sent round to the different hospitals. And anyone who was deemed to be on the way out, or if they were called mentally feeble and so on, were euthanized by these specialists. But they got the ideas from the Soviet Union member, and that's also explained in the Soviet story, stuff that have kept quiet for an awful long time. It says here, But some campaigners condemned the changes, and members of Parliament demanded a Commons debate, claiming they're being denied the chance to discuss the controversial issue. Tory Mark Pritchard said, this is a real concern out in the community that this house is not having a say. People are very concerned that this is a new backdoor to Tunisia in the UK. Well, of course it is, and it's really also to get uh, what they call raising public awareness. You see, there's legalities in this the system that we live, and how the legalities work is... They they raise these topics, and if we're silent, we're we're giving consent. So this is a legal declaration, what I'm reading here, to the public, like a notice, you might say. Legally, it's accepted as a notice to the public. It doesn't matter if they read it or not. But if there's silence on decision, then you've given your consent, and that literally is how they work this big scheme of theirs. It's quite something that's going on, but that's only one area of this whole massive uh, attack. Now, I've talked about the, the early experimental schools run by Lord Bertrand Russell and others that were given royal charters to run them and do things to children that would have got anyone else hung at the time. But he was promoting uh, pre-pubertal sex and so on to see if the children would uh, have problems bonding later in life. And if they didn't bond, you see, they were less likely to have children. That was one of the main reasons. The other reason was to try techniques of scientific indoctrination uh, that would be put through to the children so that their parents' input, their parents' moral values and so on would be overruled by the scientific indoctrination of the children. And he explains some of this in a book called Education and the Good Life. And you can do your search from his other books where he puts in the other stuff. It's great how they scatter the, the knowledge in different books, you know. And unfortunately, I get, I get calls from people and, and emails from people who say, where can I find this? What book?" What Well, you know, you might have half a dozen books to go through to put it all together. Books where the, the same persons either authored the whole lot of them or written parts in other books. Everybody expects everything, it's like a, it's like a fast food uh, hamburger. They expect it like a drive through just just give me what I want to know. It takes years to accumulate this kind of knowledge. But they want it all in, in a minute. That's, that's their patience today. When I get these people, I just ignore them, I don't answer them. Now, that the music's coming in, and we'll go into some very good topics tonight. We'll come back from these messages. This is Alan Watt, and we're Cutting Through the Matrix talking about Bertrand Russell and others uh, who very successfully had their schemes implemented through the National Educational Authority systems across the world, basically. And again, that's a standardization process that the Fabians were obsessed about. Here's an article here uh, from the utter hypocrites that they are, the BBC. Uh, I really can't stand the hypocrisy of the media because you see some of the stuff, and, and people sometimes burn the uh, occasional uh, play or whatever that they're putting out today. And if you want uh, basic pornography, just you watch this stuff. Uh, and here they are, BBC, children overexposed to sexual imagery. Oh, what a joke, eh? Friday 26, 2010. Children are being increasingly exposed to sexual imagery and their parents have limited opportunities to stop it. A report for the Home Office warns. The report calls for tougher regulation of sexual imagery in ads and a ban on selling lads' mags to under-16s. Lads' mags. It is also recommended selling mobile phones and game consoles with, with parental controls automatically switched on. Author Dr. Linda Papadopoulos said there was a clear link between sexualized imagery and... She's going another way. ...violence towards females. <laughs> So that's why she's getting the grant to do this, obviously. That's all socialist countries. Most of these authors live on grants from the governments so they can put stuff out there for the NGOs that the government also helps to finance. A lot of people get abused. Believe me, is isn't just women. And it's not just adults or children. All them get abused in this kind of um, disgusting society in which we live today. Her report, anyway, said said that material children were being exposed to including the growth of lads mags and pornography on mobile phones through to big-name fashion brands using sexual imagery to advertise clothes targeted at young teenagers. You know, the BBC have been churning out uh, music stuff, uh, shows and so on for, oh, since the 50s. And uh, right through, they keep changing and changing and changing them. And I can remember even Benny Hill used to be on and... uh, Uh, If you wanted stuff that was so near, so near to the targets, uh, that was the show to watch. And um, believe me, the BBC helps his spear uh, lead this whole charge into this new system that we're now into today and really suffering from as well. But as I say, it's just fascinating to watch the hypocrisy of really what's getting pushed out there. And listen to the media. Now, the Club of Rome. Now, if we going to the Club of Rome, by the way, I'll go into this article I mentioned a, a few nights ago where students in Philadelphia, uh, I think it was, or was it Philadelphia or Pennsylvania, anyway, they had uh, the school teachers using their laptops, activating their laptops at home remotely and watching them and listening to them. Well, here's an article about another incident that happened before that that apparently uh, was already on public broadcasting station, the PBS, where a school administrator boasts to PBS about his laptop spying. It's a documentary. This is 25th of February by Bong Bong. It's called Boing Boing uh, website. But I'll put this up too It's and then the show at cuttingthroughmatrix.com. All these links will go up there if ExploreNet graces me with my double-up dial-up speed. It's supposed to be high speed to upload it. It says, um, a few weeks ago, Frontline premiered a documentary called Digital Nation. In one segment, the vice principal of Intermediate School, 339 Bronx, New York, Dan Ackerman demonstrates how he remotely monitors the students' laptops for inappropriate use. He says, they don't even realize we're watching. I always like to mess with them and take a picture, and nine times out of ten, they duck out of the way. That's his little joke, I guess. He says the students use it like it's a mirror, and he watches. He says sixth and seventh graders have their cameras activated. It looks like the same, and in this to say, about the article I read previously, it looks like the same software used by the Pennsylvania school that is being investigated for covertly spying on students through their webcams. The shocking thing about this is that the privacy concerns were not even mentioned in the frontline documentary. Well, you see, we're all so jaded now with watching all this rubbish on TV. Then what's, what's to shock you anymore? I mean, what really, what is there to shock you anymore? This is pretty amazing footage. It says, especially um, the absence of any questions about the student privacy from the interviewer. I keep trying to imagine what my education would have been like if all my conversations reading, doodling, writing, etc., had been monitored in real time by the teachers. Things he's not to see how great his teachers were, and so on and so on. But then, when you go into the other one, the other article, says says, um, this article here is from News Solio. It says, students spied on, spied on via laptop computers by Lower Merion, a school district in Philadelphia. That's the other one I was talking about that broke out recently. I'll put this link up, too. Uh, Philadelphia PA parents are outraged after a school district was accused of spying on students at home via their laptop computers in a legal case straight out of a technology nightmare. It's claimed that the Big Brother was watching as students of Low Merion School District schools were about, went about their activities on their specially issued laptop computers. A suit filed with a U.S. court, Blake J. Robbins versus Lower Merion School District, PA, It claims that students were spied on at home via the laptop claims. The case claims that an assistant principal told the student the school district knew he was engaged in improper behaviour in his home and cited as evidence a photograph from the webcam embedded in minor plaintiff's personal laptop issued by the school district. Outreach families from the suburban Philadelphia Lower Morines School District said, Webcam-equipped personal laptop computers were issued to 1,800 high school students at three high schools. Now, another link here tying in with this, is, and it gives you the system that they're using to spy on these children, and it's from Stride Hacks, S-T-R-Y-D-E-H-A-X, Stride Hacks, Monday, February the 22nd, 2010.
0: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network, because you can handle the truth.
1: I'm Alan Watt, and we're cutting through the matrix and giving out uh, the link Tonight, too, go to the, the website, uh, cuttingthroughmatrix.com. At the end of the show, you'll see this as well. All these sites will be listed or linked there. Stridehacks is the guy who gives you the, the data that you need to know if you want to know if your laptop has this system installed in it that allows them to hack it or, or I should say, remotely access it, really. And it's called LanRev Software. So it's from Stridehacks. It says February 22nd, 2010. Network fingerprint for LANREV agents. Analysis of the LANREV software used to spy at Harrington High continues. For now, I want to give everyone a way to detect if a machine has the software installed remotely. This won't tell if the webcam features are active. You'll need a Unix command line with a NETCAT utility installed. Now, he, he goes through all this stuff which you can read for yourself telling you how to use it. But if you scroll down... He tells you, really, who designed it, the system, and it happens to be one of the teachers who's in charge of technology at one of the schools that's listed in the lawsuit. He was a guy who designed the, the, the spy network. And it says, um, This investigation into the remote spying allegedly being conducted against students at Lower Morion represents an attempt to find proof of spying and a look into the tool chain used to accomplish spying. Taking a look at the LMSD staff list, Mike Perabix is listed as a network tech. At LMSD, Mr. Perbix has a large online web forum footprint as well as a personal blog, and a lot of his posts attributed to his role at Lower Merion provide insight into the tools, methods, and capabilities deployed against students at the school. Of the three network techs employed at LMSD, Mr. Perbix appears to have been the mastermind behind a massive, highly effective digital panopticon the primary piece of evidence already been reported by a Fox affiliate is this amazing promotional webcast. And the link is here. You'll see the promotional webcast for the spying gear that this, uh, this, this uh, teacher designed. It's just for a remote monitoring product named LanRev. In it, Mike Perbix identifies himself as a high school network tech and then speaks at length about using the track and monitor features of LanRev to take sur- surreptitious remote pictures through a high school laptop webcam. So one of the perpetrators actually is boasting about having to do it on this promotional webcast. A note of particular pride is evident in his voice when he talks about finding a way outside of LANREV to enable Curtain Mode, a special remote administration mode that makes remote control of a laptop invisible to the victim. And then he tells you where to listen at it during this actual article. And he says, this is what it says at this particular part. You're controlling someone's machine. This is a teacher, and his on site. You don't want them to know what you're doing. That's Mike Perbix. It isn't until 37 minutes into the video till Perbix begins talking about the theft tracking feature which causes a laptop to go into a mode where it beacons its location and silent webcam screenshots out to an internet server controlled by the school. Isn't that just dandy for perverts, eh? Isn't that dandy for the perverts, eh? And you think there's not organized perverts out there? (laughs) <laughs> there, there certainly are. There's been lots of features in the newspaper articles over the years. A lot of them in high places, too. Since the, the beacon feature appears to have been one of the primary methods for remote spying. However, network footprints abound over details and architecture of the remote administration efforts. In this post, Pervix discusses methods for remotely resetting that the firmware lockout used to prevent jailbreaking of student laptops. A jailbreak would have allowed students to monitor their own webcams to determine if administrators were truly taking pictures or if, as the school administration claimed, the blinking webcams were just a glitch. Perbix also maintains a prolific blog, where in this blog he describes using his remote monitoring feature to locate a stolen laptop. This is what he says, this is what this teacher says. As a prime example, we initially attempted to recover a stolen laptop... That reported back to us its internet address and DNS name. The police went to the house and were befuddled to find out the people we knew had the laptop was not the family that lived there. Well, we eventually found out that they were the neighbouring house and were boring the un- unsecured Wi Fi. Ha, ah, amazing, eh? In a September 2009 post that may come to haunt this investigation, Perbix posted a, a scripting method for remote enabled disable of the in- eyesight camera in the laptops. This post makes a lot more sense where Perbix puts it in context on an admin news group. All these links are all in this article here for you to see by this particular teacher. And, and that's all I'll see right now, but it just shows you... Uh, nothing's for free. Here's eh? your laptop. Your school's giving you a laptop. Thousands of them get laptops, and here these characters have been spying on them for goodness knows how long. And by the way, they were giving um, um, courses on how to, to use this particular spyware to other teachers from outside the different states. So this will be nationwide. What a world we live in, eh? Oh, what, a, what a world. Now, I'm also putting a link up that was uh, a, it was leaked initially. Um, from the UN, United Nations and I think it was foxnews.com that came out with it, it's very interesting it's their whole agenda for the green economy it wasn't supposed to be leaked to the public but I'll put the link up tonight on my site, the PDF and you can download it yourself and it goes into how long they've been working on this, and it, and it says that uh, uh, global warming and so on, because it's been hyped up, blah, 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 basically will be the, the means by which they'll take over and bring in this new greening economy and how they can take advantage of all the crises, etc., cetera, um, and, and weather, famines, all that kind of stuff to bring all this about. This is from their own uh, supposedly secret documentation right here. And I'll put that link up for you to see. And uh, because I've said that too, now let's go back to the Club of Rome, the guys that dreamed up the idea for using global warming uh, to get this about back in the 1970s. This is from their book uh, written, uh, The First Global Revolution, by the founders of the Club of Rome, the premier environmental think tank for the United Nations. They're the consultants to the United Nations on this. And Alexander King, the co-founder, wrote in the book, which was published in '91, that back in the '70s uh, they were given the job to find a way and given to re- uh, find reasons to bring the whole world together with a, under a, for a common cause, a common, against a common enemy. And he says the common enemy of humanity is man. In searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution the threat of global warming, water shortages, shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. That would fit the bill, right? An idea would fit the bill. All these dangers are caused by human intervention, and it's only through a changed attitudes and behavior that they can be overcome. The real enemy, then, is humanity itself, and that's what they presented to the UN, and we've all seen the effects of it since all the lies have been spouting out there by all these paid-off scientists that work for the IPCC, and we've, we've seen all these scandals that broke out with, when their lives get exposed. However, it won't make a, a bit of difference because this is the this is the one agenda they must stick with uh, to get all of this uh, carbon taxes. Another way to to pummel you into the ground through poverty and take your land from you, etc. They won't change their mind. I don't care if you're up to your eyeballs in snow like I am here and Britain is too. Uh, they're still going to go ahead with this. They've got nothing else in the bag. And just to talk get right back to this, what, how this ties in with land. Now, I said at the beginning that the Fabian Society talked about uh, that basically uh, people wouldn't have private property anymore. Now, there's, there'll still be the big uh, mansions and so on for VIPs that run the world to live in, and that means themselves and etc. and the scientists. And we'll maintain them for them, of course. They won't have to pay anything, just like the Soviet system. But technically, no one would own anything. And we all be living in our little green shacks, uh, you know, scattered about the edge of forest or something. But it says here, land management in UK must change to cope with climate change. So here they're pushing now for the, for the takeover of all the land. Now that basically put most of the folks out of their houses through the the managed uh, financial crisis. This is from the Telegraph, 26th of February 2010. It says, Britain faces rising water bills, housing shortages and destruction of wildlife unless the way land is managed is completely reformed, scientists have warned. Scientists, again, science is the new priesthood. Professor John Beddington, the government's chief scientific advisor, said, sticking with business as usual was not an option in the face of pressures such as climate change and population increases over the next 50 years. The Foresight report on the future of land use said addressing these major changes would need a strategic and integrated approach rather than the fragmented policies of the past. Land is also likely to come under pressure from an increasingly wealthy population to provide more living space and recreation and the need to produce food and green energy from wind farms to fuels made from crops to meet targets on renewables. Pressure on land and the resources it provides is expected to be particularly acute in the southeast, where population is expected to grow most, but where water is most scarce and most of the best farmland is found. Now, last night I wrote, read the article too, to do with the mega cities, uh, because see, the real agenda is to have us all off the land and crammed on top of each other in the super mega cities. The UN are the boys again who deal with that. In fact, the UN deals with everything in your life, whether you know it or not. That's the reality of it. That's the reality of it. So here they are talking about all the things that the Club of Rome dreamed up a long time ago, and, and overpopulation being one of them. Now, overpopulation, eh? Uh, this is a forced issue, remember, because the UN itself, when it reports its, its statistics every year, says that the, the populations, the native populations of Europe... Uh, and Britain have are been falling for the last 40, 50 years. As they, as they are, they're all good people, you see. don't have any more than 1.2 children per family, so they all, they all comply. Margaret Thatcher turned round when she was in and says, we've got to open the floodgates to, to immigration because there's not enough uh, British people giving birth to children to pay off the national debt. No kidding. So it's all worked out way in advance. So when you think you're pleasing your government, believe you me, you're just going along with a part of a plan to do you in completely, as Tony Blair proved, as that article as I say I mentioned earlier, where he says they destroy the face of Britain forever. That was his agenda. This article here is from the Mail Online. Two passports a minute are given to foreigners as one point five million issued since the Labour government was elected. Twenty sixth of february twenty ten. Passports were given to foreigners at a rate of two a minute last year. Officials approved a record two hundred and three 865 citizenship applications, 58% more than in 2008. Another 190,000 immigrants were given the right to settle in the UK in 2009, a rise of 30% on the year before. Remember, these immigrants are allowed under international law through the UN to bring in their extended families as well, and then they apply for them. Home office figures show that 1.5 million foreigners have become UK citizens since Labour government came to power and 1997, just 37,010 were granted the status. Officials claim the massive rises during the past year may have been caused by migrants rushing to beat the supposedly tougher system of earned citizenship due to start next year. From then, obtaining a passport will usually take between six and eight years from a migrant's arrival in the UK rather than the current five. The figures also reflect the huge influx into Britain in the early part of the last decade. So then, as I say, it's, this is an encouraged thing. It wouldn't happen, believe you me, unless they wanted it to happen. And then they turn around and say, my God, look, at there's too many people. There's too many people. Do you understand, in the Western world, if these immigration quotas hadn't been massively pumped up by design, uh, that they could never pull off there's too many people scam. It would never work. The the, the populations were declining. So it would never work. So they had to pump them in and say, See, there's too many of you. Then the laws are passed on all of you. This is a a, a hundred-year-old plan. It's actually older. And it's all coming into play now. In fact, Bertrand Russell said... In the 1920s it says this will start to be all these techniques that are being used and implemented at that time would begin to become apparent at the end of the millennium and into the new lenin said the same thing about the west you're seeing it all happening right now now i'll go to the phone calls now and there's kevin from ontario are you there kevin
0: yes alan hello there hello yeah, Kevin from North Bay, Ontario. Here, hey Alan, have, have you been to North Bay recently?
1: Not recently, no.
0: No, huh? Well, around here they're 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 throwing around little shirt buttons everywhere that's saying uh, "Students for Sustainability." Mhm. Yes, and you know what? Uh, agenda 21's uh, agenda. You want Agenda 21 for sustainable development? You know the depopulation yeah. agenda. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. They're pushing the depopulation agenda here on the student scene. the world is overpopulated it needs to be it needs to be mm-hmm. depopulated you know, see and you see it's a desensitization using words right you know if they said to people we've got to kill half the population uh, nine percent of the population that would mm-hmm. that would turn people off right that's right you know so they use a little bit of you know soft language so people will you know the masses of uh sleeping people out there will uh will go along with the program, sure, we've got to depopulate, depopulate depopulate
1: mm-hmm yep. Yeah. Also, this is a steady drumbeat for years, and people don't, don't realize that are, most folk out there are actually already programmed into believing it.
0: It's, it's ridiculous, and you know, it's, I think we spoke about this the last time. You know, yeah, there's one people that realize that some people, a lot of people actually, a lot of people that you'd think realize what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. they, they some of them, you know, discreetly look into the quote-unquote conspiracies and all that. There's really only one conspiracy, and that's for world government. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, they, you know, they look into these things, but a lot of them just have a thing of apathy. They know the they know the news is full of BS. They know mm-hmm. that uh, the independent media on the internet is, is the most truth truthful you're going to find, mm-hmm. if anywhere. But there's not really many, many that are really standing up and doing anything about it.
1: Yeah, and, and part of the problem is, you see, uh, they, they they don't know what they can do about it. I think they understand on a on a level that that uh, this is so huge. It's a massive, we're under the most massively uh, well-organized organization that's ever existed on this planet, and that's coming from the United Nations, and literally are thousands of branches coming out of it into every country, uh, going all through academia, of course, um, with instant access to all international media. They get all their programs on TV all the time. Uh, on overpopulation and pollution and, and, and weather change and so on. And, and we say to ourselves, well, what can we do? We cannot have access to any of this stuff. Because, you see, money rules the world. That's your key. And uh, uh, the bankers who set up the Royal Institute for International Affairs were the international bankers who then put out the foundations that fund the thousands of NGOs. And, and they also gra- give grants to every university across the planet. Look, Just look at the Rockefellers. Every university in Canada gets this list of things to talk about and push because they get the Rockefeller uh, grants, you see. So this is how big this is. And they always go for the youth. They always go for the, the up-and-coming generations because they get a bit more indoctrination than the previous bunch. And again, Beria talked about this in the 1930s at the Common Turn meeting, the International Communist meeting. He said it used to take uh, 70 years to brainwash or change a population into a completely different way of looking at any, everything. He says now we can do it in five years and eventually we'll be able to do it every six months to a year. And that's happening now. Hold on, I'll be back after this break. Hi folks, this is Alan Watt. We're cutting through the Matrix and we're talking to Kevin from Ontario. You're still there, Kevin?
0: Yes, well, I'm not all there, but I'm still here. That's good enough. <laughs> well, you know, you're talking about going, they're, they're going after the kids first, absolutely. And I could I could tell that uh, first with one of the professors I got at Canada College. Mm-hmm. And uh, the so, uh, social issues uh, through film professor. And he is pushing socialism in his class.
1: Oh, they all are. They all. This is the mandate for Canada, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, um, I, I and he, when he and I talk privately, you know, we we, kind of, we pretty much speak the same language about the fact that the, corp, the multi-billion-dollar corporations are pretty much, you know, yeah. behind the scenes setting up That's right. a totalitarian police state. Police state, not only in this country, in the United States, and Britain, and all the Western mm-hmm. countries are they're killing off our freedoms, right and center. They are setting up, you know, a socialist world government. And yes. he fully agreed with me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, but in front of the class, he'll laugh. He'll just call me a crazy, but he said him, Brand, when we were talking, he said yes, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And but he's trying to say that that it's a good thing.
1: I, I know. I know they, they flogged this idea, and that's what Besmanov said. The ex KGB defector, and the video up in Google. If you search for him, Besmanov. Uh, he gives the whole technique and he says he says, once we come into power he says then uh, all your rights are stripped off you and the first ones they go for are those ones who pushed what they thought was socialism because they will object when they find out it's not the utopia they expected and, and the new system will not tolerate them because they're the first ones to rebel so they're eliminated right away
0: <laughs> well you know with, with, with this one professor, uh, I've been I've been telling like, a, few, a few of my classmates who are who do listen to me. By the way, when I when, like I, I try to wake up as many people as I can just by talking to people one on one, you mm-hmm. know, tell them how, how this new world order system affects them, and yep. then get into a conversation, telling you might want to watch what this guy says. He's gonna he's gonna you know he's gonna speak our little language but then he's gonna start saying you know this world government's good, and I tell him you know you know watch out for this guy you know, and I and I, I told one of my classmates, he said. Uh, I said, you know, I'm going to invite Tom out you know, for, for a beer, one of these nights. Nice and he said, well, why would, you, why would you do that? The guy's one of your enemies. And I said, you know what? Keep your friends closing. Your enemies closer.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: You know, like, keep a good watch on this guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and uh, and this is going out to all the young people out there that, that are listening to the show that are that are going through the, through the colleges. Be careful. You may find some of these professors are going to start speaking your language, but they're mm-hmm. going to start saying, well, oh, this world government system is a good thing. And you know, I tell people this world government system The people that are running it you know, These people are not fit to run a McDonald's, quite frankly
1: No, and uh, believe you me uh, They are totalitarian And once they truly have all the power there uh, You'll find out that it's not going to be A a nice brave new world where you're doped on Soma Uh, You will be under the iron fist Believe you me, that's the way socialism runs Because it's completely control freak From start to finish It's uh, an ordered life from cradle to grave They tell you what to do They order you what to do Um, And and also, if you don't work, you die That was a Soviet motto too They took that from the Old Testament And um, that will come in as well There's no such thing as the welfare state And under their system, no one is unemployed, believe you me
0: uh, and, you know, I, 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 I wonder whether they're going to finally implement this. I think, judging uh, what, what I've been doing a lot of research on, is that I think they're going to let Mother Nature run a few courses over the next couple of years. And once uh, Mother Nature decides, because, you know, and the infrastructure has been put in place for the global elite to survive some, some big cataclysm. They know something's coming.
1: Oh, they, 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 what they do is they take your tax money and they prepare for any possibility their think tanks can, can come up with in order to, mean, see the, the first thing in, in this totalitarian system is its own self-preservation. That's the first thing that must come through any possible thing. And the think tanks look at all these problems and try and find ways to survive for themselves through every single one. Even, even the people starving and maybe rebelling, that's all taken care of, too. But thanks for calling from Hamish, myself, in Ontario, Canada. It's good night. and your God or your gods go with you.